Hey folks, welcome to yet another episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. The Heidelberg Catechism, like the Westminster or the Genevan or the Roman Catechisms, is simply a tool that offers a summary of certain biblical truths and doctrines. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of what are called Lord's Days. There are 52 Lord's Days, and we are in Lord's Day number 24, and therefore in episode number 24. In episode number 23, we talked about our righteousness that is given to us by faith through Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross. Note that the key word here is faith. We are righteous by faith, but the faith that is given to us is a gift from God. It is not of our own. Therefore, we have nothing to offer God that is fully righteous. Our righteousness is from Jesus, it belongs to Jesus, and it's given to us by Jesus. Just as a reminder again of the answer to the last question in day 23, which says this, Not that I am acceptable to God on account of the worthiness of my faith, but because only the satisfaction, righteousness, and holiness of Christ is my righteousness before God. Lord's Day number 24 begins with this question, But why cannot our good works be the whole or part of our righteousness before God? The answer given is as follows. Because a righteousness which can stand before the judgment seat of God must be perfect throughout and entirely conformable to the divine law. But even our best works in this life are all imperfect and defiled with sin. Know that we all are accountable to judgment, the judgment seat of God. And that judgment will be for all. A judgment that will either reap condemnation or justification before God. Because God is a perfect God, as we have already explored in the past, He requires a perfect sacrifice. And not just that, He requires that His entire divine law, as it's stated here in the Heidelberg Catechism answer, is fulfilled. Enter Jesus. And note that right here in the second statement of the answer to the Heidelberg Catechism, there is a very important preposition. It's the preposition, but. It says, but even our best works in this life are all imperfect and defiled with sin. And that is certainly true. We're not only born sinful, we are prone to sin. As that great hymn goes, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Galatians 3.10 says, For as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all these things which are written in the book of the law to do them. In other words, the law was meant to be kept fully, but obviously nobody has ever kept the law fully except Jesus Christ. The law was meant to be kept fully because God gave the law as a picture of his righteousness that was to be fulfilled. But we, in our sinfulness, have not been able to keep the law and never will be able to because of our sinful nature. That's why Christ's redeeming sacrifice, his perfect sinless life, is so important to the life and for a salvation of all believers. Here I'm reminded of Romans chapter 3 especially in verse 10 as it quotes from the Old Testament, saying there is no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away, and they have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Obviously here, 
a hyperbole, uh, hyperbolic statement, but really highlighting what was going on in that time and all all really highlighting the fact that we are all alike under sin. All of us have sinned. And here just further down, if you go to verse 23, is a famous verse which says, and actually verse 22, let's start there. And this righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So a couple of things are true here. One, that our righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ, those of us who believe, and that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that we all, in and of ourselves, are not recipients of redemption unless we come to faith in Jesus Christ. And further speaking of righteousness, Paul continues, God presented him as the atoning sacrifice through faith in his blood in order to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance he had passed over the sins committed beforehand. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and justify the one who has faith in Jesus. It would be healthy for us to remember the words of Paul here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, which are a reminder to us of how we should live our lives. He says, Not that I have already attained it, or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. In other words, we are not perfect, but we must seek to be like Jesus, to lay hold of Jesus and and hold on to him and grab on to him because our righteousness can be and should be lived out through faith in him. Well, Lord's Day 24 also provides us with a couple more questions. Here's the next question. Do our good works merit nothing, even though it is God's will to reward them in this life and that which is to come? Well, the answer is, the reward comes not of merit, but of grace. Here, Romans eleven six speaks about grace. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works, otherwise grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace, otherwise work is no longer work. In other words, works do not accomplish our salvation, do not accomplish our righteousness. Works, we are created for works, by the way. Works, though, do not accomplish righteousness, ultimately. Our salvation is not accomplished through what we can do for God and on the behalf of the church or anyone else. It really is just because of the grace of God that He bestows upon us through Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 8, says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. You see, we have a tendency to boast and what we can do for God. But God is saying here that this grace that is given to us is a gift that is from Him. It is a gift that is of Him. And this reminder here is so that we may keep our pride in check. That's why He says, so that no one may boast. Now, it does not mean that God didn't create us to do things for Him. Certainly it does, because the following verse says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice that the emphasis here is on Christ Jesus, not on our good works. Is that Christ Jesus is preeminent, for we are His workmanship. And talk about Christ Jesus 
Here are his own very words in Matthew chapter 5. It says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Two verses come to mind here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17, which says, Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And also from the Old Testament, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 9, verse 24 says, But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, who exercises loving devotion, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. Again, these verses speak of the fact that we are not just called to just live our lives and do nothing for God. It really does propel us to do things for God, but with the intention that we glorify Jesus Christ. That's why the last question in day 24 is, but does not this doctrine make men careless and profane? Well, the answer is no. It is impossible that those who are implanted into Christ by true faith should not bring forth fruits of thankfulness. Now, the word careless here is probably the word useless. It is better translated as that because it makes more sense as to the response here, that we should bring forth fruits of thankfulness. Romans 6 verse, verses 1 and 2 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? We are not called to continue to live in sin now that we are saved and fully righteous in Christ. We are called to good works. We are called to righteousness. We are called to bear fruit. And this fruit is translated into us living a righteous life before God, doing good works that glorify His Son. Well, friends, that is it for Lord's Day number 24 and for this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina, and until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already done so, and also invite your friends and family to join as well. See you at our next podcast.